You're listening to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols. Support for this project is provided by listeners like you. Visit my website at p3photographers.net for ideas on how you too can become a supporter of the project. Welcome to Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols, the podcast where we celebrate early women artisan photographers. I'm your host, Lee McIntyre. In today's episode, we're going to meet the Snodgrass family, three sisters and a brother who ran photography studios in the early 20th century. For more information about any of the women discussed in today's episode, visit my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Our story starts today in Winterset, Iowa. The four grown children of Captain and Mrs. Snodgrass are hard at work at a variety of different occupations. Lucian, who's the oldest, is working as a clerk in a store. Margaret, who's the next one down, is a nurse actually living in Des Moines, Iowa. She's the only one who's moved away from Winterset. Her sister Mary, who's two years younger, is working as a teacher in Winterset. And the youngest daughter, Jessie, is living and working in Winterset as well, working at a millinery shop. Now, little do they know, their lives and their destinies are actually about to change. That sounds a little bit over the top, I know, but truly, things really change for all four siblings when, in April of 1905, Lucian and Mary decide to open a photograph gallery. They actually moved to Knoxville, Iowa, to open their gallery. Now, it's the start of what will eventually become a family business that will take them in different directions and to different locations, and ultimately put them on a path and a course that will decide their destinies. Before I get to what happens to them, though, I want to take just a moment to acknowledge their parents, who were not photographers, but who had some interesting backstory as well. John C. Snodgrass and Eleanor Snodgrass, the parents of the four Snodgrass children, they were married in January of 1861, just before war broke out. John Snodgrass goes off to war and comes back a war hero. They're very popular in town. When they have their 10th anniversary in 1871, their friends throw them a big party. It's called a tin wedding party. And I love the description in the paper. It says, among the presents were articles useful, unique, and grotesque, and presented quite an array of tinware. Captain Snodgrass had a variety of jobs. He worked as a contractor for the railroad for a while after he comes back from the war. He then works as a constable and a justice of the peace, and eventually even as a marshal. And in 1886, he's actually involved in a big shootout and gravely injured. The articles in the newspaper cover the details of the attack, and at one point actually prematurely print his obituary. Now, he was gravely injured, and he wasn't initially expected to survive, but he does actually survive. He's still alive in 1905 when his children were working at those jobs I described at the beginning of this. But as I said, the children grow up and they go into a variety of careers when, out of the blue, at least in terms of the newspaper notices that survive, out of the blue, Lucian and Mary decide to give up the careers they're in, move to Knoxville, Iowa, and open up a photography studio. Lucian is 33. Mary has just turned 29. Now that's in April of 1905. Captain Snodgrass dies at the age of 76 in February of 1906. And at that point, their mother, Eleanor Snodgrass, and the youngest sister, Jessie, 
They both moved to Knoxville, where Lucia and Mary are. Lucia and Mary, though, are the only ones running the photography studio. Jesse takes a job in another millinery shop. Now, that studio prospers until 1910, when in the fall of 1910, it's announced that the Snodgrass studio is going to be closing because Lucian is moving to Caldwell, Idaho. Now, Caldwell, Idaho doesn't seem like it would have a connection to Knoxville, Iowa, at least not from our 21st century perspective. But in fact, there was a close connection with people from Knoxville, Iowa, moving to Caldwell, Idaho to settle. That had been true for about a generation before Lucian goes there in 1910. As a matter of fact, it was very famously a man named Frank Stunenberg who had been raised in Knoxville, Iowa. Well, he and his brother had moved to Caldwell, Idaho back in the 1880s to run the newspaper there. Frank Stunenberg eventually becomes the governor of Idaho. He's a governor from 1897 to 1901. He's assassinated in 1905 there in Caldwell. Now, after his assassination, his widow moves back to Knoxville, Iowa, So she's there when Lucian and Mary are running the photography studio in Knoxville. So I don't know if there's any connection to why Lucian gets this idea to go to Caldwell. He had bounced around from job to job before he had opened that photography studio with his sister in Knoxville. So it's possible that he just had a certain type of wanderlust and got this notion of Caldwell, Idaho, because of this coming and going with people from Knoxville to Caldwell. In any case, in November of 1910, Lucian moves to Caldwell, Idaho, and opens up the Snodgrass Picture Shop. Now, of course, he's been partnered with his sister Mary in Knoxville, Iowa, but Mary doesn't move right away because their mother is sick, so she and Jesse stay to take care of their mother in Knoxville. Unfortunately, Mrs. Snodgrass, the mother, dies in March of 1911, and at that point, Mary picks up and moves to Caldwell, joining Lucian and starting to run that Snodgrass Picture Shop in Caldwell, Idaho, with her brother. The youngest sister, Jessie, for the moment, stays in Knoxville. Okay, so Mary's now in Caldwell, Idaho, and Mary and Lucian are back to running a studio together, but in Caldwell. A couple months later, Lucian gets married. He marries a woman named Ethel Klein. She's actually from Knoxville, so I have to assume they knew one another before he moved to Caldwell. They wound up meeting in Colorado Springs and getting married there, and then returning to Caldwell, where they settle down, they buy a house, Mary has her own place. Mary and Lucian are still running the photography studio together. A year and a half later, Lucian and Ethel welcome their daughter, Catherine. Ethel's aunt has come from Iowa to help them with the new baby. And then, right after Christmas that year, just a few months after Catherine's birth, Mary accompanies Ethel's aunt back to Iowa for a visit. Intriguingly, she returns at the end of February with apparently a bunch of cash, because... Just about a week later, there's a notice in the paper that Mary has bought out Lucian's stake in the Snodgrass Picture Shop. The other weird thing about that, the notices in the paper around that time is that, unfortunately, baby Catherine was actually quite ill. So I don't know if it's Catherine's illness that's prompting Lucian, Ethel, and their baby to move. But in fact, in March, after Mary buys out this, Lucian's share of the studio, Lucian and Ethel and Catherine actually do move. They moved to Colorado, though, and I can't imagine that the weather in March in Colorado is really that much better than the weather in March in Idaho. But in any case, Lucian and Ethel and baby Catherine wind up in Loveland, Colorado. Lucian opens up a new photography gallery there, so it's not that he was tired of being a photographer. Um, So he continues to be a photographer in Loveland, Colorado for the next several years. 
Now, really, because Lucian never actually works with his sister again, and this is a podcast about female photographers, Lucian doesn't really have much of a stake in the story after this point. But I would like to mention that at least he does continue to be a photographer. He works in Loveland, and then eventually he actually moves back to Knoxville, Iowa. As I said, his wife was from Knoxville, Iowa, and they moved back in with her father at some point. Interestingly, Lucian actually opens a new photography gallery in Knoxville, Iowa, and then runs that for a long time until he retires. Little baby Catherine, well, she had been sickly when they left Caldwell back in 1913, but she recovers, she grows up, and she eventually moves and works in Arizona. And when Lucian retires, he and Ethel move to be with their daughter in Arizona. Anyway, as I said, Lucian really doesn't factor much into the story from this point on because he's not working with his sister anymore, but I did want to mention it because he does start out as one of the partners in the Snodgrass Picture Shop. In any case, going back to Caldwell in 1913 after Lucian and Ethel and baby Catherine leave, that leaves Mary running the Snodgrass Picture Shop. Now after a couple of months, her sister Jessie actually comes to town. Jessie, who had worked as a milliner up to this point, changes careers and becomes a photographer. At least, she's helping Mary run that studio. Now, while Mary and Jesse are building their lives in Caldwell, they're actually very active in the social world there. There are a lot of notices that they're active in a lot of different groups. They're very active in the Presbyterian Church and groups that are associated with that church. There's a college in Caldwell, the College of Idaho. It's actually affiliated with the Presbyterian Church, at least it was when it was founded. The founder was a man named Dr. William Boone. He was a minister and he was also a very serious amateur photographer. There were notices that Mary and Dr. Boone actually go off on Saturdays and do like a photo shoot. I mean, Dr. Boone was always collecting different kinds of camera equipment, and I'm sure Mary and Dr. Boone had a delightful time going around doing some picture taking around town and around the area. Caldwell is nestled in an area surrounded by hills, and it's really quite a beautiful area for photography. Mary is also very active with Dr. Boone in another way, because he hosts a lot of official dinners at the university. He's married, but his wife never seems to be the hostess at these dinners. It's either Mary Snodgrass or some of the other ladies from the church who help out Dr. Boone. The College of Idaho, in their archive, actually uncovered a scrapbook recently, and in that scrapbook are a couple of pictures that Dr. Boone took of the Snodgrass sisters, just informal pictures taken as friends really quite fun to see the Snodgrass sisters relaxed and having fun with a friend who's also a photographer. Now, Sister Margaret, the one who was the nurse working in Des Moines back in 1905, she's continued to rise up the ranks of being a nurse and getting promoted in Des Moines. But in 1915, she actually takes a break, or it says actually she needs a rest from her job in Des Moines. She comes out to Caldwell, and there is a notice that she's going to be moving to Caldwell to take up a job as the superintendent at a hospital there in Caldwell. But a few months later, another person is actually running that nursing program in Caldwell, not Margaret Snodgrass. So it's not exactly certain why Margaret doesn't settle there in Caldwell in 1915, but she doesn't. And she winds up going off. We'll discover in a moment where she went, but she's not actually living there. Just Mary and Jesse are the ones living in Caldwell from 1913 to 1919. Mary and Jesse are both running the Snodgrass Picture Shop. So things are going along really well for Mary and Jesse. But then one Sunday in July of 1919, things take a tragic turn. (music) 
There's an article of July of 1919 that appears in the Winterset, Iowa paper about something that has happened in Caldwell, Idaho. The headline reveals what happened. Miss Jessie Snodgrass killed near Boise by failure of brakes. You see, Jessie and Mary had a friend named Charles Oakes. He was a prominent businessman there in town. He buys a new car in July of 1919, and he and his wife and three of their friends, including the two Snodgrass sisters, go off for a drive. As they come around a curve, Charles Oakes is quoted as saying, these brakes will not work. And those are the last words he speaks, because at that moment, the car goes tumbling over a cliff, plunging 75 feet to the ground below. Charles Oakes and Jesse Snodgrass are killed instantly. Mary Snodgrass, Mrs. Oakes, and the other passenger, Miss Sturgeon, all survive the crash, but are gravely injured. Now, I have to say, it comes as a bit of a shock every time I read about one of these tragic accidents that result in the sudden death of one of these photographers. The first time it happened was actually this accident with the Snodgrasses. When my husband and I were doing research, we had run across Mary Snodgrass just accidentally. And so we were looking in the newspapers, and it was fun to find that Mary and Jesse are very active in the social notices, Mary working with Dr. Boone, doing those dinners, doing the photo shoots. And then we ran across this notice about the accident, and it was almost like not really a death in the family, but we had gotten a fondness for Mary and her sister, and it was just such a shock to realize that in 1919, this tragedy had occurred. So when the accident happens, Mary's in the hospital. Lucian, who's in Loveland, Colorado, he comes back to Caldwell, and there's a mention in passing that this is the first time he's actually been back in Caldwell since he left in 1913. Sister Margaret, who was the nurse who didn't take the position in Caldwell, well, it turns out that she went on to California and has been working there. And so the article says that she's back in Caldwell for the funeral and to help take care of her sister. The accident makes the newspapers for weeks because it really was a huge tragedy there in town. In an odd, ironic twist, Dr. Boone is actually asked to go take a picture of the wreckage of the car. And we've actually uncovered that picture. Uh, The archivist in the College of Archives, Jan Bowles, he had run across this picture, which turned out to be the car. It's amazing when you look at the car to think that anybody survived that wreck. But Mary and the other two women did survive. Now, Margaret, the sister who was working as a nurse in California, Not only does she come to Caldwell to take care of her sister, but once Mary's recovered, the studio reopens, Margaret stays on and becomes a photographer or at least somebody working in the studio with her sister Mary. So the accident, while a tragic end to the life of Jesse Snodgrass, is not the end of the Snodgrass picture shop in Caldwell, Idaho. Margaret and Mary actually run that gallery for another 20 years, retiring in 1939. Now, in a twist of fate in another way, we're actually going to be able to delve into not only more of the lives of Margaret and Mary Snodgrass, but also into the day-to-day operations of the Snodgrass Picture Shop due to some records that happen to have been recovered. But that's going to have to wait till next time, so stay tuned. Before I end today, I really want to thank Jan Bowles, the archivist at the College of Idaho, He has been invaluable in helping us track down bits and pieces of information that we hadn't found before about the Snodgrass Studio and the Snodgrass Sisters. There'll be a lot more to say about the College of Idaho archives in the next episode, but most of the images that will be shared on the episode notes for today all originated with Jan and the College of Idaho archives. 
As always, the episode notes will be available on my website at p3photographers.net. That's letter P, number three, photographers.net. Also, you could drop me a line at podcast at p3photographers.net. Or follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash p3photographers. So that's it for today. Next time, we're still going to be in Caldwell, exploring more about Mary and Margaret Snodgrass and their life stories. But we're also going to be diving into the records that reveal the day-to-day operations of the Snodgrass Picture Shop. These records provide an excellent glimpse into the ins and outs of running an early artisan photography studio. I'm really excited to be able to bring you this information, and I hope you'll join me. Until then, I'm Lee McIntyre, and this is Photographs, Pistols, and Parasols.